it seems like there's not an industry that's not dealing with COVID-19 right now. And, and isn't that the truth? We're in the midst of unprecedented times in this pandemic. We're joined by Alan Cross from the ongoing history of new music and also his Journal of Musical Things, which is his online blog. Alan, I'm in my home studio. You're in your home studio. We're self-isolating. Um, musicians also doing the same thing. Let's talk about the trend of these kind of living room concerts that we're seeing. Well, I'm going to do one better for you. I'm going to go through 10 reasons, 10 ways music is going to change in the weeks, months, and years ahead. And All right. the, first, the first thing uh, is that virtual performances will become a thing. I mean, we've been dabbling with these things on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for years, but with so many people shut in and bored out of their minds, uh, this the interest in this sort of thing, this sort of thing the, the virtual gig, will stay with us even when we get back to normal. Uh, there's a lot of new tech rapidly become available to make such events easy to execute. Uh, and by the way, there is a name for these virtual gigs. We now call them Quarren Streams. No. Yes, Quarren Streams. Mm, I kind of like it. Another thing, the album cycle will be disrupted. Uh, around the world, most new music is released on Fridays. Today is a new music Friday. Uh, because artists and labels work so far ahead, there's plenty of material still in the pipeline for several months. But by the time we get to the fall and that all critical fourth quarter, new offerings could be very, very thin because artists may not be able to finish records, label people are working from home, which makes planning and marketing more difficult. And even if an album is ready and COVID-19 is still with us, would you want a tour? You can't, right? Now, mm. supposing that you can, September, October, and November are gonna be very, very crowded with so many events being postponed until the fall Things will be insanely busy, especially in September and October, once the music industry ramps up again. So a couple of things. What if you have tickets to two shows that have been rescheduled for the same day? If the NHL and the NBA get back to business, will big venues be available for tours? Will there be enough in the way of crew and touring gear to handle the demand, which will be very, very high? And what about events that have already been scheduled for those months? So September, October, November, going to be nuts, or could be. Uh, number four, the tone of music is going to change in one way or another. Pop music has been getting slower and more somber and sadder in tone over the past couple of years already. So it's possible that the coronavirus will just exacerbate that situation with pop music as we all commiserate with each other about how we feel isolated and alienated and alone. But... Music might be used to galvanize people against this crisis. I mean, it's what we saw in the 60s with the Vietnam War and civil rights pro protests. Or perhaps pop music will get happier as people seek escapism. I mean, that was the role of movies in the 30s when the world was in the grips of, grips of the D Great Depression, right? So sure. it'll, be, it'll be very interesting to see if the mood of pop music changes. Another point, artists are in quarantine. What will that inspire? So we have artists in lockdown. They're inevitably going to use that time to write new songs. So it'll be interesting to see what we get from musical storytellers, including any new ones that might emerge in the coming months. Uh, the language of music is going to change. With social distancing a thing, will we see a shift away from lyrics that involve physical acts of love and touching and swapping of various body, bodily fluids? It seems a bit weird to be singing about those things now. 
Speaking of body, I got more. Speaking of body fluids, uh, dance clubs under a lot of stress. The number of dance clubs have been shrinking over the the last couple of years as people turn to apps for hookups instead of going through the hassle and expense of going to a club. So, you know, during a pandemic, a sweaty dance club could be a petri dish of infection. Will they survive COVID-19? And will people come back to dance after all this has passed? We can actually extrapolate that beyond music. I'm so glad I'm in a committed long-term relationship because can you imagine what it's like to date right now? Oh, it's just non-existent. <laughs> or you're being super foolish and you are going out. Well, that's it. Would you would you would you want to be on Tinder right now? Would you trust anything on Tinder? Uh, Tinder wouldn't be the app I'd go for, Alan. To be honest. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. I, w- I want to ask you about this, if I could. Um, virtual performance. You, you talked about uh, the corn stream- streams, they're calling them now. Are these going to be, you think that this will be something that it'll be a thing in the future because of COVID-19? It, it might are be. We, it, I'm noticing a lot of these are lo-fi, like Neil Young mentioned, and I'm pretty stoked about this, that he is going to have some a series of streaming gigs called Fireside Sessions, and they'll be recorded at his home in front of his fireplace with his wife, Daryl Hannah handling the, um, you know, the filming of it. So are our expectations, do you imagine that they'll drop and they'll, have they already lowered as far as slickness goes? Oh yeah, absolutely. People are making do with what's available. But like I said, there is new technology coming online very, very quickly to make these things, uh, make these things uh, easier to, to execute. So we just have to, and we're getting used to it. You know, in China, for example, they had the big lockdown. This is where this really started. Uh, all these people that couldn't go anywhere in China uh, were eventually looped into these various um, online communities where people had had live gigs uh, online. Right. right. So, so this is, you know, it, it, it could be a thing. I mean, there's nothing that replaces the communal aspect of getting together with a bunch of other people to enjoy music. But uh, I think, you know, from a cost point of view, from a convenience point of view, from a, uh, you know, distribution point of view, uh, I can see this. I, I can see virtual gigs becoming more prevalent. Yeah, and until we get a vaccine... Even if, you know, I think we might be overly optimistic that we'll be seeing these uh, major events happening, um, you know, concert tours in in the fall. I wonder if we'll be going to a a place where they've got to drastically scale back on these things. So maybe you go small venue and some of it is, okay, we're keeping our social distance. Um, We're only allowing this many people in the venue and you have to be pretty strict about how far apart you stay. It sounds like a bizarre new reality, but it may be the way we go. And most of it happens online so that people can, you know, buy the opportunity to, to watch a concert online, but they're not there physically. Possibly. We've been trying to do that for the past couple of years, ever since AR and VR have come online. And with with mixed success, because people still want to go out. Now, though, if you can't go out and you still need your fix of music, this could be the way to do it. If, however, uh, see, you need places to, to stage these events. So is that going to be in a private home? Is it going to be in a studio? Is it going to be in a, uh, a music venue that is otherwise closed? Um, we'll see. There's, there's a lot that's going to happen with this that we can't quite foresee yet. 
I know you're really plugged in and you're following the stories like I am. You're following them from a pop culture and music uh, lens. But what's the most exciting thing that you've seen as far as an artist offering something up? I mean, I love this Neil Young series because I'm a Neil Young fan. I know Chris Martin's been going online and playing some things live. And Max from the Arkells, we had him on the morning show uh, yesterday, and he was basically he's offering guitar lessons. What do you think is is kind of getting you excited? Well, there was a woman, uh, there's a woman in the UK. Her name is Elle Devine. She's a pop singer, and she is currently on her URL tour. And what she has is doing is rotating live gigs between various platforms. She started, I think, with Twitter. Then she's going to move to TikTok. Then she's going to move to uh, Instagram. Then she's going to move to YouTube. Then she's going to move to Facebook. So she is going to do a show for each for her fans on each of these different platforms, and uh, a lot of data is going to be harvested from that. You know, what kind of engagement does she get on each of these different platforms? And I'm sure people will be watching to see, you know, what they can learn from from this experience. Yeah. So she does. She wants to make sure that she's got maximum reach. Yeah, she does, and she's fishing in all the fishing holes. Alan, stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, just keep doing what you're doing because we absolutely love following you on your blog, The Ongoing History of New Music, on uh, on a podcast now, and the blog, of course, A Journal of Musical Things. Thanks so much for joining us. I've just posted something called 10 Ways the Coronavirus is Going to Change Music in the Coming Weeks, Months, and Years. So I think we just did. had a sneak peek. Yes, you did. Thank you so much, Alan. Talk to you later.